This Radio Days Africa podcast is a recording of a live radio show broadcast on the Voice of Vits during Radio Days Africa 2021. Click to radiodaysafrica.co.za for the full five show series and other great content. It's called Favorites by Tsecho and Shikana right here on VFM 88.1, ushering us into Africa Hour. Bring us to 10 minutes after 11. It's Zextual and Pritingana on your radio. It's area code. Good morning. Right, so it is Africa Hour, like Zex has said, and we are joined by our guest presenters. We have Fola Falame and we also have Osato. Hi, how are you doing? Hey, pretty. <laughs> how are you guys doing? Hi, how are you guys doing? Pretty uh, good. Thank you. I would like to teach you something. Sunny Bonani. <laughs> Sunny Bonani. What, what does that mean? Hello. Sunny Bonani. Oh, hello. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that means hello. Yes, it means hello. But that's a oh, plural okay. form. Yeah, there, there's, there's a lot of us here. Okay. Oh. Um, well, Sunny Bonani to everybody. Yes. Sunny everyone. When, when, <laughs> when it's singular, it's something in my language. Yeah. All right. All right. So in Yoruba, you say ekaro. Ekaro. Exactly. That's when you're talking to a lot of people. You say ekaro. That's is that a Nigerian um language? Yes, it is Yoruba from Lagos, Southwest Nigeria. Oh, okie dokie. We learn every day. Right. Ekaro, Nigeria. <laughs> it is area code all the way until 12 o'clock. Pretty Nganya, Zeg Twala, Fola Falain, and Osato, right here on area code. So we're getting into conversations, and I think the first conversation we're going to be talking about is centered around the Twitter ban. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> Why the law? Why? why? <laughs> I'm curious is, to know as well. Is it, it's, um, I mean, what's it been, uh, it's been over a month now that, that we've lived without Twitter or without regular access to Twitter in Nigeria. I never thought I'd see the day. You just, you know, because it's one of those things you wake up in the morning and you just open your pop up your phone, top tap the app, and bam, that's your timeline. And now you have to first of all find your VPN, then you have to select a location, then you have to go on the Twitter app, and then you have to make sure your trends are Nigeria, and then you just it's a whole mess. Right? It's been, it's I mean, it's, it's a mess, really, if you ask me. Uh, just like Osato said, I never thought we were going to see the day. I mean, uh, sometime last year when, you know, there were whispers about, you know, the social media ban and mm. social media regulation, even about two years ago, you know, there was an attempt to you know to regulate the social media and everyone was saying and ah, nah, they're never going to do it this you know civil society organizations were all up in arms about it nobody really took it serious nobody thought it was really going to happen yeah. and then on the 4th of june i remember it was a friday evening when the announcement was made mm. i was in shock because I, I was like really they they did that you know, but but here we are. It's been over a month. It's been a month and a few days, and we're still here. And it's crazy because Nigerians, we always say this thing that we can adapt to anything. Mm. And that's yeah. <laughs> that looks like you know what's happening right now because people are all up on VPN. You know, I don't even turn my VPN off anymore. I mean, I, it's just there permanently because yeah. I'm always on Twitter anyway. And mm. we kind of found our way around it, but we it cannot. Even though we found our way around it. 
Mm. It still doesn't erase the fact that this is hurting. It is seriously it is. hurting us. It, it is. I think. I think. Yeah, you're right. Because we we're very quick to adjust to these things as Nigerians. But uh, this is. I mean, this affects our fundamental rights to just freely express ourselves. And you know, it's it's just not right that we just you know sit back and, and relax. Because I mean, if they take Twitter, what's next? You know, how we're going to adapt adapt to that as well. So a very yeah. tricky time yeah. at the moment. Very tricky times. I mean, oh. I think, yeah, indeed. I mean, are they going to take Facebook? Uh, are we moving on to WhatsApp next? I don't know if you saw this thing. I I don't know if you saw this thing. Um, There's a guy, I don't know, I think he's a bit of a clown, said that they they took, uh, submitted a petition to, I think, the Ministry of Information Mm. to ban Instagram (laughs) next. And um, (laughs) I saw in the news that uh, there's this, uh, the, the, the National Assembly here in Nigeria passed a big budget, talking billions of naira, which is like hundreds of millions oh, yeah. of dollars, mm-hmm. to start monitoring uh, WhatsApp and so on. And like, I'm like, why are you so into that? So, it, I mean, oh, yeah. there's something... That, that, was the, that was in the news yesterday, yes. I remember. Yes. Uh, it's very scary. I mean, because we know we have an election in just about two years' time. Here yeah. Um, um, for now, Sasha... Yeah. Um, I just want to give more clarity on the topic before we go on on the conversation. So on the on June 5th in 2021, the Nigerian government officially put an indefinite ban on Twitter, restricting it from operating in Nigeria after the social media platform deleted deleted tweets made by the Nigerian president. Um, do you do you want to share the Nigerian tweet um, the president um, tweeted? Hmm. Let, let me see. Okay, so it's been deleted, mm-hmm. but of course you can always still find it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's yeah, I mean, it was part of a series of tweets that he put out, and um, yes, there's a background to this, and one of them seemingly uh, uh, threatening a particular ethnic group in Nigeria. Yes. Uh, and that's what I was coming to. Like I said, the, the background is way beyond Twitter. Mm. So I, I, I don't know if you're aware, but sometime in Nigeria's history, there was a civil war. Mm. Yes. You know, and yes, uh, 1967, seven, you know, and then um, the, a particular ethnic group, you know, was trying to secede. They wanted their own country and all of that. And over the last couple of years, we've started hearing, you know, agitation, secessionist agitations from different ethnic groups and, of course, people in the Southeast, you know, because of several reasons. And in the last few months, there have been series of violent attacks, attacks on public infrastructure, police stations were being burned, uh, jails were being broken into and prisoners released. Um, you know, a lot of um, election officers were being attacked and buildings burned, you know, in this particular region. And, you know, so there was a press conference, the president was talking about it. And, of course, the, the civil war remains a very sore subject in Nigeria because, you know, people still believe that um, a certain ethnic group was unfairly targeted and over three million people were killed and there has been no... In fact, it's called a genocide in some parts of the country. And there has been no revolution, there's been no consequences, there's been no... Um, apology officially on the issue. And so the president, you know, was speaking about it and about the violence in that area. And he said uh, something about uh, speaking to them in the language that they would understand. It, it was interpreted to be 
to, to mean that, okay, this, uh, how do I explain this? So it was interpreted to be directed at those people, you know, people from that particular ethnic region. And it was in, it was, it was like a veiled threat of violence, that kind of thing. Mm. And so everybody was like, wow, why would he say that? And then people said, okay, you know what, report this tweet and let Twitter take it down. And so everyone on Twitter, most Nigerians on Twitter, started reporting the president's tweet. Mm. And then the tweet was taken down. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right that, that very day in the evening, the Minister for Information came out and made the announcement that, uh, you know, uh, Twitter activities, Twitter services in Nigeria was going to be, um, was going to be blocked. And the crazy thing was that, you know, this was done outside of the law. There was no, you know, there's no legal basis for this to happen. There was no court order. There was nothing. The telecom companies just immediately followed suit and blocked Twitter across all their networks. And it has continuously raised questions about the legality of, you know, the action itself. Um, we're not even talking about impact right now because what this means is that, you know, a, a government can say, hey, we want this person's information and they, there will be no court order, there will be no nothing, and they're going to get it from the telecoms. So people are feeling like we're not even protected. Mm. That's how I feel. I don't feel protected because if my information is out there and, you know, one company that I subscribe to can give my information out to anyone who asks, then what am I supposed to do? You know, you, you know, Fola, you're touching on something that I just want to 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 make a point on. Um, yesterday, we spoke to David as well from Kenya, and he spoke about how people don't want to be accountable for the things that they do. And looking at the fact that we're touching on social media, specifically Twitter, there's a lot of cyberbullying when it comes to Twitter, and people are very. Um, trigger happy you know they type anything with the hopes that they're never going to meet that person and they're just going to say anything but there's no accountability for all of that it's as easy as deleting your tweet and making sure or maybe just an inverted commas thinking that people won't able to get to see the tweet later on but unfortunately we've got quick fingers Mm. out here people like to screenshot people like to make reference and it's always going to be on record so that's the one thing we are missing as well accountability i don't think that um the population Mm. of nigeria should suffer only because this one person made um this impulsive decision to tweet something out that has now badly reacted to them Mm. Mm -hmm. i agree totally i mean there was always that comparison with you know the president of the united states the former president of the united states um you know donald trump Mm. when you know he would tweet some things and at some point twitter started fact checking him and they started deleting some of his tweets, remember? And then ultimately they banned him from the platform. Facebook did the same thing. The American government did not say, hey, because you know, um, Twitter and, and, and Facebook has banned the president, we're, we're going to, you know, we're gonna stop the company from operating within the country. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And if we look at the Nigeria's population, we have over 39 million Nigerians are current active Twitter users. Yeah. So it has serious implications, you know, for political, for economic, for the social well-being of Nigerians at a political level, yeah. A lot of people see this decision as, you know, an attempt to gag the media as well as ordinary citizens 
and the opposition voices as well. Because um, if you remember in 2015 or way before 2015, 2015 was the election that brought in this particular administration into power. Twitter played a heavy role. Social media played a really, really heavy role. I mean, um, they, they, this, this was the only way you could get young people to buy into that party, you know, to, to buy into their ideology, to get them to uh, organize en masse. And Twitter has consistently worked that way in Nigeria. It's like our unofficial emergency services. Mm. The only emergency service that works, <laughs> if you ask me. I mean, Twitter is where we raise money. We, we, uh, we, you know, we crowdfund for people's health care. Of course. We, people get kidnapped. It's Twitter that finds them, you know. Um, sometimes uh, the, the cases of police brutality, it is Twitter that we come to seek for justice. Sometimes companies misbehave. It is Twitter that we come to, mm. you know. And so this has been like, this is just like shutting us down totally. Mm. So the implication is way beyond, uh, you know, uh, a, a particular political administration not happy with um, with a social network. This is a Nigerian problem. This is saying Nigerians were shutting you, were shutting your mouth. Mm. And, I mean, we can't take it. It's yeah. not right. Yeah. Not at all. And speaking of which, uh, Fola, I'm I'm so curious to know how is life like without Twitter? With everything that is going on at the moment, I cannot imagine my life without Twitter because at the moment here in South Africa, we have a problem where people are looting and we are sourcing out information from Twitter because there are people who are who are present at the at the moment where everything is going on, wherever they're looting all around the country, especially in South Africa. I mean, in in Gauteng and uh, KwaZulu Natal. There's a lot of looting going on and we are getting information from Twitter. And I'm curious to find out how life is like that side without Twitter. Because if we were to not to have Twitter for a week, I have... Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, see, like I said, Nigerians are very... Um, we're very resilient. We always know how to find our way around these things. So, um, I mean, we've not had Twitter for over a month and people are not on the streets yet because... <laughs> Shockingly. <laughs> Shockingly. I mean, I, I thought by now there'll be protests like every day, but people are not on the streets yet because mm. they found a way around it, you mm. know? Mm. Remember the, the day that the Twitter ban was announced for like... 24 hours after the hashtag thank god for vpn kept trending because as usual everybody got on their vpn i don't yeah. even you know myself because I, apart from broadcast journalism i also do some you know digital investigations as well so i have been a constant vpn user for a very long time mm-hmm. so when it was announced i just got on my vpn changed my location as usual and moved on with life you know it's sad that we have to get to this level. And to be fair, uh, there are a lot of organizations, civil society. I mean, people are suing the government. They're taking them to court, you know, so that there are court cases that are still open on, on the issue. So um, hopefully, uh, we, the last time we heard that there was some kind of dialogue, there were meetings happening between Twitter and, you know, the federal government. So we, we don't know the outcome of that conversation yet, you know, but... Maybe it will come back, maybe not. But for now, Nigerians are not on the streets. Nigerians are 
finding their way around these things. I think where we will get on the streets is if they ban WhatsApp or something. Because <laughs> our parents, our parents are on WhatsApp. They're going to flip. Yeah. They will not take that. Mm. <laughs> you know, because for now they still think that Twitter is like, oh, it's just young people. They don't know what they're doing anyway. It's just social media, you know. But when they ban WhatsApp, and my mother hears that she can no longer send her Monday morning broadcast messages and prayers, I don't know what she's going to do, you know. <laughs> so, and on Osato, on your side, I just want to bring you in here. How has life been without Twitter? I think yo, I, with everything that's happening, um, echoing on Zake's words as well, it's it's very difficult because I mean we don't have broadcasters, or should I say, we don't have as much broadcasters to spread around in the country to make sure that we have information in each and every single place. So Twitter becomes becomes the main media hub for us to run to. Yeah, I mean, um, so in my case, when I found out about the Twitter ban being announced, I was, I wouldn't say, well, fortunately, I wasn't in Nigeria at the time. I was in Nairobi, and I literally was following it on Twitter, and a lot of Nigerians, it was trending, and I'm like, what is what is going on? And people had uh, opened up Twitter spaces, and people were just ranting and complaining. These guys are really going to shut us down. Get your VPNs. It was a whole emergency thing. And then the following day on Saturday, because I could easily tweet from Nairobi. I was just monitoring, and then I was like, Oh, this guy's really did it. This this ISP is not working. This is not working. And then by Sunday, people are like, "Oh no, this guy." Then by Monday, wow, what? I mean, it was it was it was not. I mean, I returned back to the country the following week, and because I'm a, I'm a radio presenter, my my daily job is to interact with people, and Twitter is one of the places you get quick and instant information, right? So, um, first of all, I, I'm sort of sort of lost touch my listeners a bit. Uh, to be honest, it's been it's been a bit tough, you know, trying to encourage them to use other platforms that they probably weren't going to use in the first place. Um, I, I like to check up on friends. We have this really interesting groups on Twitter where you discuss really you know, serious issues maybe you don't want to put them on the timeline uh, you want to check out a, a bunch of things even in a way to get information from like uh, service providers even the government agencies who are very popular on Twitter they can't even put out information on Twitter so everybody's in this black hole now because nobody knows anything that's going on and you can't rely on traditional media because they too are facing their forms of being gagged by the government I mean yesterday in Nigeria all the major newspapers had the same front page uh, basically complaining that they're being gagged by the government. So as a broadcaster here, trying to get information easily is, is a lot harder now. Um, I mean, you have to rely on WhatsApp and we know how much uh, the Facebook platforms uh, are easy to penetrate with fake news. So that, that's been a bit of a problem, trying to verify information, uh, trying to get across to people to, to get you the right information on time. Because Twitter is so instant, right? You just mm. open it. You just get into detail. So the, the 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 simplicity of it and just how easy it was for the government to literally switch it off. It was like they just pushed the button and everything went dark. I think that's what's really just put a, it. It really blew our minds as Nigerians. And like Farah said, it's just a shock to me that we've not taken to the streets yet. And um and yeah, I really I really hope that uh, with all the conversations going on with all the uh, uh, organizations suing the government, something comes off uh, out of it. But the truth of the matter is. The current government administration in Nigeria, they they they're sort of hard at listening. Um, they they just do what they like at the moment, and um, there's there so many uh, instances where they've just uh, really trampled on very basic civil liberties. I mean, we saw what happened with the NSAS protests. I think that's mm. that's the 
point of time where they really had Twitter in their sights, right? Um, uh, Twitter was really used as a tool by young people to mobilize, to get on the streets, uh, like Fola mentioned, to raise money, to get uh, people access to healthcare where they needed it, to report yeah. uh, multiple cases of police brutality. And, um, you know, we just have a situation whereby the current government doesn't like getting criticized. And Twitter is the biggest medium for young people who have a voice to go and express themselves. And if you gag us and shut us down, then they just, just want to leave life without any feedback. And that we can't have that. That's not right. All right, Fola Osata, um, we're going to hold it right there for now, but the conversation is never just amongst us all by ourselves. Mm-hmm. The number to dial is 084-078-4912. And the question we're asking is, how could you live your life without Twitter? How do you see it? How do you visualize it? And we know that some people are currently faced with that situation. So how is it currently going? Let us know at VowFM on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. But right now, it's just going 11.30 and Gift Sikhopul is on standby with the news headlines. With the news headlines for VAFM News at 11.30, I am Gift Sekhopolo. Looting updates across the Gauteng province and the South African National Defence Force calls for the public to take caution amid current protests. I'll be back with the full news bulletin at the top of the hour. This is the African Radio Hour, turning up the volume on the love of radio in Africa.
I'm on my love, go say we leave nice. Yeah. You want me to change, give me key, cockara. My touch, I beat your love. Anywhere I go, I come up with my bum, my love. Oh, they do like for love. You want me to change, give me cockara. My bad, I beat your love. Come, nigga, come, nigga, show you my banana. No, they do like for love. If you want me to change, give me the cockara. All right, you're still listening to VOW 88.1 FM. It's the African Radio Hour. My name is Paula, and of course, Usato, Pretty, and Fela in the studio. You just listened to Burner Boy featuring Whiskey with the song Ginger. I think it's one of my favorites. And um, oh, Burner Boy, he's everyone's love right now. Yes. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> everyone is in love with Burner Boy at the moment. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, even though I, I'm not like a music, crazy music fan, but Burner Boy, definitely taking the cake yeah. at the moment. 33, 34 Absolutely. minutes past 11 o'clock. We are in the middle of conversations. We are asking you, how is your life without Twitter at the moment? And how would you live your life without Twitter um, regarding everything that is happening in and around the world at the moment? And this is what you had to say. Good evening, Fola. Uh, my name is Umuna Chigoziele. Um, this Twitter bag has affected me both positively and negatively. At first, I, I think I was becoming an addict, I was too attached to Twitter. I rely on Twitter for everything information, education, entertainment, sports, everything basically. But since the ban, I think I've found ways to like entertain myself alternatively, how to get things done, how not to depend on so much on Twitter. And that has been very positive for me because I I got a bit more creative. I started doing a lot of research, started reading a lot of books. Well, negatively, because you know, Twitter is one of the only places that over time we can get verifiable information, correct information, know what is trending, know what is not, you know, criticize the government if we like, and so on and so forth. Now, how long can I stay off Twitter? I think I can go for a very long time now because I'm already used to life without Twitter. It's almost one month and I think I'm doing pretty fine. I, and that's just my contribution. Thank you. I would like to echo on what he said that he became uh, a Twitter addict. Most of us, if we if on Twitter, we are Twitter addicts because there is no. If you are a Twitter addict, there's no day you can go. Um, you can your rest of the day can go without you going on Twitter to find out what's actually happening because Twitter is like your your where you source your news. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is, like I said, it is a media hub for us. Although I don't like the way people have now decided to use Twitter to find content. Mm. Because 
Mm. When you take things from Twitter, you don't go and verify them. Yes. You just take them 100%. and you use them the way that they are. But the most important thing is to always verify and get more information as to is it true or is it not. not. And sometimes the story is just twisted here and there, but whatever mm. it is, is there. But you need to find out that particular information that is very important. So Twitter has a way of, it's like broken telephone. Yeah. And speaking, I'd like yeah. to say that, because I would like to add on what you're saying, because I read a tweet from Nick Hammond on Twitter last night and he said uh, all the tweets that we see or, or, or WhatsApp stories that your friend on WhatsApp um, is uh, posting you, you, you're you not 100% sure even if it's your day friend and he says it's legit you mm-hmm. still need to find out if it's legit for real. Absolutely. Well, we want to know mm-hmm. from South mm-hmm. Africans, how would life be without Twitter, even if it's just for a week? 0840784912. This is the album from Alberton. Um, so I think I can survive. Well, not even I think. I know I can survive without Twitter. I don't really use Twitter much. Um, funny thing is I always find Twitter threads on other social medias, which are actually hilarious. But then I don't really use much of it. So I can pretty much survive without it you know so yeah that's what's up not much much of a twitter user hi area code team my name is Rile from Sandringham so I don't think I will survive without twitter for a week <laughs> a week is such a long time I, I can't imagine myself going back to shops buying newspaper oh my god flipping through the newspaper and reading the actual paper hmm. because for me twitter is my source of of news so now having to go and buy multiple different types of newspapers just to get news whereas i can just scroll on my phone go to this news um site and that other one and get different opinions so now i have to budget to buy a uh, three different sources of newspapers Hi, I don't see I don't see myself surviving that. <laughs> Great point, hey, coming yeah. from an economic point of view. Mm. So, so, so uh, Osato, would you like to come in on this one? Um, so I'm sorry, I didn't really hear that hear that voice, and I, can't, I, can't, I couldn't pick it up here. Okay, so basically, what she's saying is she's saying that she can't afford to have her life not have Twitter on it because it would then cost her three different newspapers mm. to get. What she could have got on Twitter in just a single thread. Yeah, I mean that that's absolutely right because a lot of a lot of media platforms also share the news via Twitter now. I mean, you can easily watch videos, get audio content, play bits of a podcast, read a news story. I mean, obviously, like you mentioned earlier, there's the risk that you need to verify some of this information. But uh, we see progressively that Twitter always asks you. Maybe you want to read an article first before you retweet it. So there's always. Uh, the, the nudge to, to Twitter users to ensure that they're familiar with the whole story before sharing it to a wider audience, right? But but yeah, it will cost. I don't know anybody in my circle anyway that buys actual newspapers anymore. Um, but but I, I understand what, what the economic costs would be um, if, if there wasn't any Twitter. I mean, that's why Nigerians still find backdoor ways to access Twitter because you just can't imagine your life without the, the instant access to information that, that you get on a daily basis. And let's, let's keep in mind that, like I said earlier, a lot of traditional media, are, are, they can't really express themselves properly. Editors are scared of incurring the wrath of government, right? So uh, they, they need spaces like Twitter, you know, for, for people to, to truly uh, get get their mind out there and, and to debate what the government is putting out. Because either way, it's just 
if it's not that way, it's just a one-way street, and you can't have, you can't have that in a democracy. You, can, you need to have a plurality of voices in these spaces to encourage debates, because that's how we find solutions. Otherwise, you know, what what are we really doing, right? So, um, so yeah, yeah. I think that's why we need to keep harping on this. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with Osato because, uh, to be honest, where else can you find a gathering of Nigerians in one space debating? different issues and everyone having their say you know it, it's a platform like twitter um you know you talked about being uh, verifying news uh, for broadcasters i i use twitter not just as a source of information but you know when it comes to getting people to use as sources you know um expert opinion Twitter is the first place you go because uh, you, you want to talk to someone in the medical profession, um, you know, aside from physically going to hospitals to go and knock on doors and say, hey, can I speak to a gynecologist, for instance? You, yeah. know, you can always come on your timeline and say, hey, I, I need to, you know, I need somebody or, you, you, you know, you follow them on Twitter, you send them a DM. It's just so fast. It's just so easy. Mm. Thank God for digital investigative skills that most of yeah. us get to learn in the course of doing the job. So even when you see a tweet or when you see someone post something, you know enough not to run with it without fact-checking. Mm. You know, at least do the basic fact-checking, you know, to, to get you to know, okay, if this is credible or not. And sometimes you contact the person who made the original post, you yes. know, to ask yes. questions, to dig deeper, you know, follow-up interview if possible, and then before you go ahead and run with it. So... Um, in terms of everyday life, um, I know that socially we, we can have social life, even though Twitter has kind of crept into our social life, it's more than just information. It is now like an unofficial dating site. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 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 you know, you know, um, Fola, you just know, bringing that things in. Things going on in the DMs. <laughs> just, just bringing that in. I, I like that we're touching on a lot of um, aspects of um, the Twitter stories. We've touched on economy. We've touched on it being a media, a media hub. We've touched on it being a dating site as well. I mean, what is mm-hmm. there for musicians when it comes to Twitter? You know, music plays a vital role. And I know that TikTok has also come in and said that should you have a video posted up and you've got a, a song particularly played um, on that video, then those pers- then those people or that artist mm. then gets money from that particular um, video. So now what, what, what is the expect, as, aspect of Twitter on that when it comes to music, musically? How are we feeding our artists? What are we doing when it comes to Twitter and music? It is conversation. Conversation leads to streaming. Um, I remember back in, you know, in the early days before uh, the music industry became what it is right now in Nigeria, um, we used to hold seminars, you know, teaching, uh, you know, emerging artists how to take advantage of the digital media space, you know, telling them that, hey, you need to tweet more, you need to, you know, find engagement, conversion of that engagement into streams, into album sales, into ticket sales, you know, things like that. And Twitter has played a huge role when it comes to, um, you know, to, to, to music for, for, for the music artists in Nigeria. Because right now, most times uh, for, when, when there's conversation about a particular song or there's conversation about a particular artist, everyone rushes to stream. Everyone wants to know what's going on. Um, I know artists who have broken into radio through Twitter, you know, because there's yep. conversation about them. And, you know, people get interested and say, hey, uh, come on the radio. Let, let's 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 talk to you. Let's find out who you are. Let's find out what your music is about. And 
so on and so on and so on. You know, so for for the, for a lot of music artists right now, um, the Twitter ban is. Yes, it, to a certain degree, it hurts them. But just like every other Nigerian, they found their way around it. And there are other platforms for fan engagement. You know, a lot of them have found TikTok, they found Instagram, you know, and, you know, they go back and forth. It, it, it's sad yeah. because very few artists, to be quite honest, really even engage on Twitter as much as they should be engaging. You know, so most of the time you find them, you know, just retweeting compliments or sending out, um, you know, links to their music if they have a new song. Or oh, giveaways, giving out money. Or doing give yeah, giveaways, give out money, give out recharge cards and things I'm like sorry, that. You but, get you know, money giveaways? Hi, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 that's why we are angry, man. Nigerians are not happy. They're not getting usual artists just coming up. Hey, I have a new song coming out in two weeks. Um, Tweet with this hashtag. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to pick out five people. I'm going to send money to the account. This uh-huh. is a terrible time for Nigerians. So, uh. Yeah, it's like, I mean, cash giveaways on Twitter is a big yeah. deal. Like, so you're talking about Nigeria. influencers. Is that what you're talking about? I mean, Apart from influencers, yeah. celebrities. Uh, Celebs, musicians, all these guys. Actors, everybody. Everybody gives money out. (laughs) Just just to encourage fan engagement, really. It's a a bad way to get fan engagement. (laughs) (laughs) Life is nice in Nigeria. Well, I think... Oh, please. (laughs) What do you mean? I mean, you are living proof right now and letting us know people are getting money in Nigeria um, to make sure a song trends, you know? I mean, you're literally doing nothing. Uh, all you're doing is putting a link or you're playing a music, a song um, at that mm. very moment and then you get paid for it. Who wouldn't want to get paid for that? Oh, yeah, well, I mean, if you look at it that way, it definitely feels good. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not, not going to knock on that. I'm not going to knock on that. Anyway, <laughs> we do need to take another short music break. You're still listening to the Africa Radio Hour on Voice of Bits FM 88.1. And we'll be right back after this break. Stay here. VETS has just invested in a powerful new learning management system to prepare graduates for the 21st century careers. Uluazi is Vert University's new platform for online learning and teaching. It runs on Canvas, the fastest growing learning management system in the world with over 30 million users. Every course offered in 2021 has its own site on Uluazi. Lecturers will use the Uluazi course site to guide students through their courses using videos, presentations, readings, quizzes, and assignments. Students can interact with each other and with lecturers through discussion forums and online chats. This is your chance to learn how to learn online, a skill you will need for the rest of your life. Stay updated on the latest COVID-19 statements. Stay with us on www.vowfm.co.za. Vowfm 88.1. All the precious music. 2024-7. Love Africa, love radio, love the African Radio Hour. You're 
listening to Area Code. as well as musical chef this is Val FM 88.1 you are hanging out on the area code with Pretty and Zakes and me Osato and 
Afola. This is the African Radio R. And uh, listen, just that tune. I mean, it's big in SA, I'm sure. It's also big in Nigeria as well. I should let you guys know that, that the way Ama Piano has traveled out of South Africa to the rest of the continent what? has been massive. Yeah. I'm telling you. And it also, it also reminds me of the way that Afrobeats has gone on to just become a global phenomenon in the last mm. few years now, right? So um, looking at what's going on uh, really with Grammy winners out of Nigeria now, especially with musicians of this generation, uh, young people uh, thinking of going into music, look, having like proper role models about their age, you know, and that that's just, that's, that's, that's really cool at the moment. And, and you see that what's translating to other forms of broadcast uh, media, the online radio platforms as well, mm. right? So uh, for people who can't get access straight into like, commercial radio or campus radio and stuff, you know, everyone, you know, pretty much can afford a computer or a phone and, and you can easily set up a, a quick online radio station. Organizations like churches have it now, schools have it now. And uh, just, just how Nigerian music connects that and how it influences that is, is just a beautiful thing to see at the moment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I agree. I mean, um, I, I am especially proud of Nigerian music, honestly. I mean, we've come a long way. Uh, for those of us who have been on radio for quite some time, I remember uh, when there was a time, you know, on radio you would have like maybe 40% or even 30% Nigerian music yeah. and every other thing would be, you know, hip-hop from the... I mean, way back in the 90s, it was it was all American hip-hop and, you know, oh, R&B and a whole lot, you know, of popular uh-huh. music from the West that we were playing. But right now, if you tune into any Nigerian station, we're having like 90% Nigerian music playlist. Like, I mean, <laughs> there are some shows that don't even have music from any other place, you know, except Nigerian yeah. music. So I... I'm very, very proud of that. I'm proud of the global influence of Afrobeat as well. I'm proud that, you know, even in our production, we have improved. I'm proud that we're even infusing sounds from other places. Like I'm a piano from South Africa. I yeah. love the, there's just something about the beat. It, it just makes it, me it like, it's just, it's it's just bounce. Bounce. Yeah. I, I love yeah. it. It's, a hit at parties, like everybody wants it, every DJ wants it, you know. So yeah, that, that's for me. It, it's it's a feel good feeling. Um, yesterday there was news about Whiskey and Thames. Did, did you? See oh it? yeah, they finally yeah they broke into the American Billboard Hot 100. That's like the biggest American chart, and they're in there. Yes. I mean, uh, that's yes. the big song essence. Yes. yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, Whiskey has been there before with the One Dance with Drake and Brown Skin Girl, but those were songs he was featured on. This is his song, right? He's and a this solo entry no to the charts. And it has no Western feature. It's Whiskey and an emerging artist, Thames. Thames, yeah. 100% Nigerian sound, 100% Nigerian music. I remember how hard it was when Nigerian artists were mm. trying to break into, you know, into the foreign markets. It yeah. was a yep. whole lot of stress. You know, there was money spent. There was, you know, effort and all of that. But this is just coming. It's just coming now. I feel like this is a good time to celebrate this. Absolutely. And speaking of music uh, going abroad, uh, we had a chat uh, about, uh, earlier on on Friday uh, about Wizkid and our very own DJ Maporesa when they had done a song with Drake, One Dance. That that, that was like mm. a hit. Yeah. 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 Massive. Number one in America Absolutely. for weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. I mean, everyone is proud. I think Whiskey has um, it has a concert. Uh, there's a tour. There's a US tour announced. Mm-hmm. Sold out. My producer is there. He's going to be opening for him. I'm super excited. I'm so we are I'm one so as Africans. I'm so mad that we can't travel. All this pandemic business. Is why. Listen, listen, I would love that. I would lo- I would do anything for a ticket. <laughs> no, I mean just, just seeing, just seeing us, and you know, there's lots of lots of Nigerians and Africans in the diaspora as well. And you know, those venues are going to be packed, man. They're going to be packed, and it's just going to be a celebration of music that's made by Africans, but now it's being exported to the rest of the world, and the rest of the world is jumping on it. We've seen all sorts of people trying to uh, bite off the sound. Uh, there isn't a an American singer or rapper now who's in thinking of a smart way to sample an Afrobeat or feature an Afrobeat artist and oh, yeah. so on. Mm-hmm. Coming to Nigeria every other December. There, I mean, Didi executive produced Bonner Boy's Grammy winning album. Listen. You know that. That's uh, yeah. And just touching on that point, I just uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I heard Wuti uh, Kwaito is now a thing in Nigeria, whereby Kwaito for us is like uh, one of those archived music that yeah, takes you back. Stay down. So it's now like it's one of the memory lanes. Yeah. Are these are finding smart ways to bring this in? So I'll give you I'll give you a thing. So. Uh, December yeah. last year, December is like our party month in Nigeria. I think it's the same thing in, in SA, right? Yes. So um, there is no single top Nigerian artist that didn't have a number piano hit on the radio. Like if you didn't have a song, <laughs> <laughs> you ran to the studio, go to your producer to say, just give me something. Please, give me something. <laughs> right? So, um, so yeah, I mean, but that, that's the beauty of it because it doesn't really matter where you are with African music as well, whether it's Lagos, Abuja, Joburg, Nairobi, Accra, just Afropop is such a unifier now, right? I mean, yeah. people are dancing to the same type of songs, the same beats, in whatever nightclub where, where you can gather if you're safe it's safe enough for you to do that wherever you are in your car wherever you are on the continent the song comes on and people are like it's like it's like it was made by them but it's like your brother from another country but those boundaries don't exist with music and that's just brilliant yeah. and it's, it's, because it's, it's, you, you know those boundaries can't exist because if you really look at the roots of African music we have a lot of things in common you know yeah. we have our African drums we have our percussion instruments even the sounds that we make we have a whole lot of these sounds in common so however we we choose to infuse the sounds into the music that we make we're all still going to sound alike we're all still going to connect with each other you know through those sounds so someone can take you know a gongo from west africa and you can take a djembe from you know east africa and you can put everything together and then you can have the horns from wherever it is from Mm. north africa and and at the end of the day you produce a very uh, in Lagos, we call it jollof rice, you know. <laughs> jollof rice. <laughs> you know, meal. Um, in the interest of time, yeah. unfortunately, we could go on with this conversation, beautiful conversations. And thank you so much for joining us right here on the Area Code. Unfortunately, it is time for us to say our goodbyes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I can hear that. Oh. No. No. <laughs> but we leave you in one capable song that re that that unites us, and it's one of those songs that is played internationally, locally, and everybody knows it. It's titled "Jerusalem" by Master KG, featuring oh. Nomtebo right here on Bow FM. Hey. This Radio Days Africa podcast is a recording of a live radio show broadcast on the Voice of Vits during Radio Days Africa 2021. Click to radiodaysafrica.co.za for the full five-show series and other great content.